You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And it's Captain Ravishing racing away. He's opened up a big lead now. Oh, this is something very precious. Something super special, I think, ahead of us. Bring on the derby. Captain Ravishing, wow. Wins by 15. Interest-free, brave run second. Simply said... As we know, he's so exciting. High speed. When he wins, he wins by big margins. He runs very, very fast time. And I sent a message through to his owner this morning, Hass Tiber, just to see how he's progressing. And he told me he'll run first up at Melton on Feb 4. So not that far away, February 4, the, that's the uh, Bonanza. And then he'll head up to the, the Chariots of Fire, Feb 18. If he runs well there, Miracle Mile, a possibility. Tabureka is a race they're targeting with him if he stays nice and sound and racing well September 2, the Tabureka next year. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Just goes to show how tough some of these horses that went through the Inner Dominion series are backing up on the weekend. Yeah, exactly right. Emma Stewart's rolling out a number of her star performers that competed during that recent Inter Dominion series, but uh, the big races continue. They've got the Vic Bread series now underway, so uh, there's going to be several talented types stepping out over the next couple of weeks, so there's a lot to look forward to down there. So. Uh, they'll continue with a big card of racing this weekend. In fact, with the Cranbourne Cup taking place, Rock and Roll Do back from New Zealand. He's back in action, but he's got to overcome a, a pretty tough draw, the outside of the second row. So we've got good racing right along the East Coast, and we've got some fantastic racing coming through from New Zealand as well this weekend, Steve. Mm, I'm looking forward to that trotting race as well, the Trotters Cup, the Group 1, Chris, on Saturday night with Majestuoso and Sundon's Courage and a few others um, going Yeah, absolutely. There. Yeah, they've got some really nice trotters down there, as we've seen over the recent weeks. The, the, the one trotter that I'm looking forward to seeing in the coming weeks is Olivici. We spoke with Chris Lang oh, probably about two months ago now. He elected to bypass the end of the minion, and history is going to show whether or not that was the, the right or wrong thing to do. But uh, he's been trialling. He trialled uh, yesterday, I think it was, or Monday afternoon, and then he trialled last week. So he's getting set for the, uh, the Maori Mile at Bendigo in the first week of January, so that's only a couple of weeks away, but he looks one of the most exciting trotters in the country. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be some uh, good horses uh, competing this weekend at Cranbourne, uh, paces and trotters, that's mm. for sure. Something I didn't realise, we spoke to Amy Herman earlier in the week, Chris. It was great to see her ride her first winner back from that long time off, about seven years between winners, and she rode a winner at King Island last weekend. I see they have a harness track there as well. Probably they race on the racetrack, I would assume, and they've actually got a harness meeting there at King Island. Tasmania on the weekend. Yeah. I reckon they had a meeting there last weekend as well. I remember hearing Duncan Dornoff uh, mention that he was headed to King Island to broadcast that harness meeting there. So maybe it's just a little summer summer period that they race there, have a few meetings uh, during the uh, the better time of the year. But, uh, yeah, it's something very different, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, the, the, the trots are on Saturday and the gallops are on Sunday this week at King Island. Our first guest, Justin Elkins, is with us, Chris. Well, as we know, Stu, we go harness racing at Redcliffe tonight, but tonight it's the opening night of the 2022 Botra Queensland Young Drivers' Championship. This series will start tonight. We've got two heats towards the back end of the program, and then we continue on Friday afternoon at Albion Park, and the series will conclude on Sunday afternoon at Marburg. So essentially there's six races where they're going to be competing, and it's going to be very competitive. There's no doubt about it. But just speaking about Justin, he's in super form. 
Uh, you look back at his drives over the uh, the last couple of weeks. This is his last 10 drives. Third, third, second, second, first, first, third, third, second, fourth. The eye is well and truly in, and he joins us now. Justin, appreciate the time. Yeah, good morning, Chris. You're seeing them well, obviously. Yeah, and uh, having a bit of luck lately, a few good draws, so um, that always helps, and the horses are racing in good form at the moment, so... Well, two horses that have been very good to you in recent times, your own mare, Tinge of Fear, and the Tim Gillespie train, Major Do It. Uh, you've got a, a very good rapport with both horses. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they've both had a bit of luck with the draws lately, but they're both racing in good form. And uh, my little mare, she's been an absolute gem for us the last few, well, last couple of months, really. So, no, I couldn't be happy with both of them. Well, she was able to pick up that Marburg to Albion final recently, and then she was placed again last Saturday night. She's racing really well, versatile. You can put her into a few different spots at various times. Yeah, for sure. Um, she seems to race a bit better when she's up there, but um, if they seem to run a good genuine tempo, she can come from behind as well. So, no, she's um, definitely improved a lot the last couple of months and probably just developed more as a racehorse as well. Okay. Any sort of plans with her moving forward? Um, there's a nice, she's in a nice sort of race Saturday night, um, $20,000 mares. Uh, quality again, so um, hopefully a bit of luck there. She can run into the money again. Yeah, be a nice little Christmas bonus for you. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, and what about Tim with uh, Major Do It? What do you reckon he's done to, to spark this guy up? Because he probably just went through that little bit of a flat spot, but uh, he's racing super well at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's probably just had a couple of races that like, suited his type of race where they've run, run along, and he's got a couple of draws where he can get in a good position. Um, the horses always race super consistent, but it just sort of goes to show them horses that do get up in the grade. They they do find it tough for a while. It's just so hard. And if you're not getting them draws, it's it's just too hard to come from behind when they're getting home in 227 quarters. It's just just impossible. But he's had a bit of luck with the draws, and um, he's making use of it anyway. Okay. Well, let's talk about this series, which starts tonight. The Botry Young Queensland Drivers' Championship. Do you think you can take it? Be honest. You're confident. So can you, can you own it this year? Um, I'd like to say so, but um, the first few drives that have come up, I just don't know. Uh, there's no winner there anyway, I don't think. So I just have to try and run in the money somewhere and hope, hope we pick up a few nice ones on um, Sunday at Marburg. OK, well, let's go through uh, your three drives tonight. In the, in the first race, which is not a, a heat of that uh, series, you're driving for your brother, Paravani. You know this guy well. Barrier 7, is that a good draw for him at Reckless? Um, I guess we'll find out. Um, I'm not too disappointed in him. He's probably not racing to his best form at the moment, so having that little tuck away draw might do in the world of good, but in saying that, we're probably going to be best three fence, so we're going to need a little bit of luck to win from there, but um, hopefully that little tuck away run, he should actually run a nice little race in there. Okay. He hasn't been to Reckler for a little while, has he? Um, I think Matt took him there maybe a month or two ago, and he actually ran a good race running thirds in 56 mile right there, so... Hopefully, if a few things go his way, he might be in it. It's not an overly strong race, but, yeah, just the draw makes it a little bit tricky to win the race. All right. Uh, well, let's focus on these uh, young drivers' heats tonight. Campbell best in, in race five. This is the opening heat. You've got a nice draw here. He's probably been safely held at his pass too, but how does this sort of field stack up for him, in your opinion? Yeah, look, it's going to probably be a bit tough for him on his recent form, but... Um... Just hoping sort of just improve a little bit too. It's a nice little gate there. We'll just see where we end up. I know the one hasn't got a great deal of gate speed, but neither have we. So we'll just we'll just see the first 50 where we end up and um, 
we'll try and tuck him away and just try and finish up as close as we can with him. Okay, and then the last race tonight, Heat 2, Soul Rider. She's got to overcome the outside of the second row. Never easy, but I think she's a mare. If you time it right, she can be very competitive. Yeah, for sure. I think she's a sort of good little chance there to run run top three. Um, she's been racing uh, real nice, consistent form. Uh, gate 9 is just a little bit tricky, and just probably the floor, I think, is probably just going to have a little bit on him um, away overnight. Um, just he'll, he'll be on the front, and he'll be up there. Um, we'll be playing chase from back in the field. Okay, so hopefully a little bit of luck. You can earn some good points. And then we focus on uh, round two coming through on uh, Friday afternoon. She's all style for Mark Ducks. Do uh, you think that's a race that she can be competitive in? Yeah, she's a nice little consistent mare. Just um, once again, a very sort of tricky draw, drawn four. Um, you sort of always got to do a bit of work to go forward if you want to get forward in the race. Or if you go back, you're going to be a long way off them. So... Honestly, I haven't had too good a look at the race yet, but um, I know it's a mare that races good and inconsistent, so I'm sure with the right trip, she'll run in the money somewhere. Okay, and your other drive on Friday is I'm a Beach Babe. Uh, she was a recent winner, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she, I think she beat my mare, actually, the other other week. So, no, she's in good good form, and the, the Peter Gregg stable is racing uh, real top form at the moment, so hopefully they can uh, keep the run going. Okay, uh, we'll wait for those Marburg fields to come out later today. Just on Saturday night, so both Major Do It Steps out, Tinge of Fear, we've touched on them. The Members' Cup yep. is also taking place on Saturday night, and you're driving a very talented horse in Congo line. Barrier one, though, is that a little bit of a concern, or are you confident that he's sort of, you know, showing his best now? Um, well, it's probably not the best gate for him, but... Um... That's what we got, so we just have to play with it. Um, I think he's got a lot better um, over the past couple of months. He's um, always had sort of a bit of problems, niggling problems, which is probably affecting him. So um, I think he's such would all clear of them problems now. And um, no, he should be right. He's probably not the quickest horse, so it'll be interesting to see where we do end up. But if he is close enough, um, I'm sure he'll be right in it. He can follow good speed, can't he? Yeah, no, he's actually a real awesome horse to drive. So. Um, Kind of exciting to see where the future will take him. Just hopefully um, everything goes well with him and um, we can get the best out of him. Would I be right in saying he's not the biggest horse in the stable? No, he's a real tiny horse, actually. Um, mm. We've only, only got one small, and that's the little two-year-old. She, she's probably the size of an ant, and he's not much bigger. Okay. Is that Skylar Bree? Yeah, she's, she's tiny. Okay. Uh, and, and just interestingly, with that member's cup... Uh, your brother's horse drawn directly behind you, Midnight Calm. He's got a nice one there. Yeah, no, for sure. He done well with that buy. Um, kind of regretting it when he first got the horse. He offered to, offered him to me to buy. He wasn't too happy when he first, first brought him to a stable. I said, what do, what do I want him for if you don't want him? And uh, he turned out to be a real gem for him anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You're kicking yourself now. Yeah, no, I don't think he would have ever done it, but I think he would have felt too bad if I got it going. Okay, one other thing I've got to ask, because everyone keeps asking me about it. The long locks that you've got going at the moment, we see it, it flows out the back of the helmet. Is that here to stay? Well, uh, not sure yet. Um, definitely do enjoy the mullet, but um, I did put it forward to Tony Turpin the other week. If you can get a charity going, I will cut it, cut it for a charity. So if you can get that ball rolling, we might see the end of it. Well, that's something that I'll put to the Albion Park Harness Racing Club. Maybe with one of those sort of charity nights uh, early in the new year, we might be able to uh, get you in the seat and uh, raise a bit of money. 
Yeah, no, all, all for the raising of money, but um, yeah, it would be sad to see him go, but that's for sure. Has a horse ever had a nip at it in a race behind? Um, no, nah, not yet. That's one thing I have been worried about. But if there's a stone or something behind me, but <laughs> it's, all, it's all been good so far. Okay. Mm, that might be the reason why you're in such good form, though. Yeah, I, I just keep telling the trains it works like a spoiler. <laughs> Makes you go fast. That's the main thing. That's the main That's thing. Hey, you're in super. You're in super form. So keep up the good work and best of luck during this series as well. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate it. Excellent. Good young fella, Justin Elkins, and he's in good form. As I said, uh, the strike rate uh, is, is super at the moment. So. Probably tough tonight in those uh, first two heats. He might need to produce some magic there, but if he can earn some good points, it'll put him in a, a good position for rounds two and three, Friday afternoon, Sunday afternoon at Marburg. Yeah, Chris, I think I told the story when I went to Marburg Harness Race uh, meeting a couple of years ago. Now that I met the Elkins family, they took me down to the stable and showed me the sulkies and how heavy they were and just different things. It was really interesting. So, yeah, they're a great family, aren't they? Our next guest, yeah, Zach, right. is back with us. Mobile rolling. Yeah. Too right he is, and he's in form as well going into this Bottry Young Driver Series as well because he was able to strike on Saturday night, landing a Metro winner just as he got the spoils there. So that would have him pumped up for a good series, and he joins us now. Zach, appreciate the time. How you going? Thanks for having me on. Really well. That that win with Just Desi came at precisely the right time for you ahead of this series. Yeah, 100%. The horse had been racing really well. He just needed a draw. How many wins have you combined with Just Desi? Um, I think that'd be three or four of now. Yeah. He's a fast horse, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he just needs a lot to go his way, but he's definitely got the ability there. Yeah. Gate speed-wise, is, is he probably one of the quickest that you've sat behind? Uh, no, I wouldn't say the quickest. He has got a bit of gate speed, but I don't think he's the quickest. Okay. You've never opened him right up, though? No, no, I think he's better if you sort of save him for one run. Okay. Well, hopefully there's more wins in store with you and Just Desi. Let's focus on your drives tonight in this series. Race five, the opening heat, my Alderman Heston. So someone had to draw the outside of the second row. It happened to be you. But his recent form reads okay. Is this a race that he can strike in? Yeah, I think so. They look for a fair bit of speed on early. So hopefully they go pretty hard and he can finish over the top. Yeah, Ricky Gordon's got his team going really well at the moment. Yeah, his team's flying and he does a real good job with them. So hopefully they're on, on point tonight. Yeah, he's got two runners in that race tonight. Your drive, Maildom and Heston, the last time winner, Fly Chevelle. That's one thing that stands out with that opening heat tonight, Zach, that there's no standout. No, that's it. Sort of probably it's going to come down to who gets the best run in the race. Okay, so my Alderman Heston running from gate nine, your first drive, the last race. This one's interesting. The horse you're down to drive is almost as old as you, Weasel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He knows no, he's way around the racetrack. Yeah, I shouldn't have to do much. He should know where he's going. <laughs> You've just got to sit in and hang on. Yeah, hopefully we can get some points. Well, this is start number 413 tonight for Weasel. Uh, you've never sat behind him previously, though, have you? No, never driven the horse before, but hopefully tonight we can hopefully go good. Okay, a way overnight, the the four horse, is he, is he the obvious one in this this heat? Yeah, he's, he, you can't fault him when he's runs up here. He's been really good since moving to the Ben Battle stable, so 
hopefully we can just get a nice run and finish top three. All right. Let's move ahead to Friday afternoon for round two action. Uh, again, you've got a, uh, a tough draw in that first heat on Friday. All-star C, draw on the outside of the second row, but with the field of nine, so it's two off the second row. This might set up all right for all-star C. Yeah, it should do, actually, I thought. Um, ben does a real good job with his horses, and hopefully there's a little bit of speed on, which there looks to be. So if there is, I think he can finish over the top of them. Yeah, he's one of those horses, when you make a run, you've got to time it to perfection. Yeah, that's it. He's probably probably not the toughest old horse, but I think he goes pretty well. So. Okay. And your other drive on uh, on uh, Friday afternoon, Merge Right. This is a good drive and a great opportunity for you to get maximum points here because she's dropping significantly in grade. She comes out of that Q-bred for life Phillies feature last week and she went terrific running fourth and she comes up with a fairly handy draw here. So this is a good drive. Yeah, definitely. Her run last week was really good. With a bit more luck in that run, she probably wins. And her form's really okay, good, so, so hopefully. From barrier three, you should be able to take up a fairly handy spot. Yeah, you'd think so. I'm, I think she's pretty pretty good out the gate. So if we can get a handy spot, she should probably prove hard to beat. Okay. Well, some good drives there on Friday afternoon. And we'll wait for those fields to be released later today for Marburg. But hopefully there's some uh, some power there for you. Yeah, hopefully, and we can repeat two years back. Yeah, too right. I was going to say two years ago, you were able to get the spoils there, so you're no stranger to winning this series. No, hopefully we can do it again. That'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. You happy with the way things are going right now? Uh, yeah, it's probably drives are moving a bit slow at the moment, but that's probably a bit of, a bit of my fault. I've had a bit of trouble with the stewards and that, but everything's going well, so... Okay. New Year just around the corner. Have you got any ambitions for next year, 2023? Um, no, not really at the moment. Just hopefully we can get our team going and get some of our babies up and going. All right. Well, really appreciate the time this morning. Best of luck over the next couple of days with this series, and hopefully there's a few winners in there for you. No worries. Thank you. Zach Chapman joining us, Steve. So it's going to be an interesting series. So tonight, Friday afternoon, and we wrap it up on Sunday afternoon at Marburg. So uh, it'd be keenly sought after, I'm sure. They're always competitive, these series, and it's great to see owners and trainers supporting them as well, uh, putting their horses in and uh, getting those young drivers uh, an opportunity to showcase their skills. So we really appreciate that from the owners and trainers. So let's see if we can find a winner for tonight. Darren Clayton is about to join us now, and he's online. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Steve. How are we today? Good, Very thanks. well. We've got eight of the best tonight. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I thought we would go in race three, and it is horse number one, Malinjang. Uh, had a little bit of a freshen up, and then last time out where he was first up, drew gate two. Uh, had a bit of a look, but couldn't get across. Eased back and then made another forward move. He was only beaten three metres. Got good gate speed. I think he should be able to burrow through. Even if he can't hold out uh, Studley Wheel, he'll get that perfect trip and be ready for the passing lane. So either in front or behind, I think he is the horse to beat, and I'm pretty keen on his chances. Race three, number one, Malinjang. Okay, 290 about Malinjang. Anything else on that card take your fancy? A few little tricky races there. Um, one that I was keen on was my ultimate Heston, and uh, you just had Zach on there. He's taking the drive in that. 
young drivers series heat aboard the Ricky Gordon trained pacer. He's he's probably best suited off the speed and that's where he's going to be from gate nine and um, quite often in these races we see um, you know the, the tempo can be genuine and uh, that's what I'm hoping on here um, should be a, a front line that's got some good speed and that will allow my ultimate Heston just to sit back come with that one run and um, he was a good winner a few starts back with that same style of pattern so I think if that eventuates he's going to be hard to beat race five number nine my ultimate Heston there's some value there 850 240 currently with tab fixed price what about the quaddy so this will take in the two heats of the uh, the young drivers series tonight races five six seven and eight so throw some numbers my way please yeah, well, that first league, I've mentioned my ultimate Hessen, but I think throw in number seven, Tullhurst Cuddles. I th um, should get the right trip here. I think the, the key to this race probably a little bit is um, the, the one horse newcomer to the Ryan Vivas stable. It's, it's been around a few different stables. It's BG's best. does have good gate speed, so if they try to, to burrow through and lead, I think that's where this tempo will sort of open up. So um, that said... I think if we throw in number three, Living Free, he should be able to settle handy. Also, number seven, Tullhurst Cuddles, because she should get that good trip. And throw in number five, Scooby, as well. So play it wide with three, five, seven, nine. The second leg, race six, looks a race in two to me here. I think number one, she's feeling special. Um, hasn't been too far away. She's been third the last couple. And the other one is the two-year-old taking on the older horses. That's St. Jujon. Um, wasn't too far away behind Sarah's son. Uh, Handy-looking two-year-old last time out. So back to Redcliffe from that gate. He'll be right in the mix. The third leg, race seven. Uh, tricky little race, this one. I've got number two, Hollywood Bound, on top. Thought it was a good effort last time out to score. Throw in number one, three parts grey. Uh, opened its account last time out at Albion Park in good fashion. Number three, Yogi. Uh, first up from a spell, but certainly got ability, does this horse. And number five, as she says, probably had a chance last week, but just didn't uh, didn't capitalise. Maybe this week will be the go, taking on sort of a mixed bag here. So one, three, uh, one two, three, five. And in the final leg, happy to go one out here with number four away overnight just to... Uh, uh, get the job done there. Thought it gets an opportunity. Hasn't been too far away. Got a good record since it's arrived with Ben Battle and Gate 4. Can probably press the button early, get forward, take control, and from there be mighty hard to run down. So anchoring it out with number four away overnight. Okay, so your quaddy uh, legs tonight or quaddy numbers tonight 3579 into 1 and 2 into 1, 2, 3, 5 into 4. Grand total of $32 for 100% of the dividend. Yeah, that's right, and uh, you can play that to your budget, but uh, hopefully I think that looks a, a pretty good way to play that. All right, race three, number one, the best bet. Melon Jang currently 290, and value race five, nine, my Alderman Heston, 850, 240. Just with the uh, the Botry Young Drivers' Championship starting tonight, a uh, couple of things. Angus Garrard yesterday saluted with Captain Nemo. It was career win number 500. Here's a homework question for you. With that victory yesterday, does that make Angus the youngest driver to reach 500 career victories? Uh, I'd have to uh, to chase that one down, Chris, but I'd probably safely say that that would be the case. There's not many drivers get to that uh, that number of wins by that age, but 
I guess the, the, the flip side of that, not, not often you get a young driver series in these where you've got a Group 1 winner taking part and um, we'll have two taking part this time round with Luke Whitaker and Lockie Manselman. Mm, I heard you say that yesterday, Chris, just in regards to the average amount of harness meetings that he would drive at in a week, say, compared with a decade ago. Yeah, well, that, that, that's significant. There's no doubt about it. We are racing... I'm not taking anything away from it. I was just wondering... The, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if that victory uh, does make him the youngest to reach 500. We've seen uh, people like Amanda Turnbull, Pete McMullen reach big numbers at a very young age. And uh, Angus has joined that group as well now, but he may well be the quickest to get the 500 uh, by his age. The other one, Darren, just with that series, do you like it being spread across the three tracks in southeast Queensland? Yeah, I do. I, I probably the only criticism, not necessarily a criticism you could make of it, is just I think that um, previously where they've had that Saturday night opportunity, some of those drivers don't necessarily get the chances on a Saturday night, but which they won't uh, this year either. But um, I think going to Marburg and basically having two heats at each of the three tracks I think works well. So uh, I like the idea of it of that. If I if I'd tweak it, it'd be maybe just include that Saturday night performance. But I can certainly see why um, why we've gone the way we have. And yeah, it's um, it's a great opportunity for some of those young drivers. But um, we've had some very good winners of this series over the years, and nearly all of the of the Beryl Dawson her grandchildren I think they've nearly all won it so um, Talia might be her opportunity to chime in here yeah well it's a good bunch of drivers there's no doubt about it just with tonight uh, races five and eight were you surprised with the programming there uh, I think being the uh, the last leg being the last race I thought you know, it probably doesn't give them the opportunity. We're trying to showcase them, give them, you know, that little bit of opportunity to to get their name in the spotlight and certainly um, pick up more drives along the way. So um, making it the, the last race, I would have thought was a, a little bit of a better opportunity to get it in earlier, but that's where it is and that's what we have to deal with. But certainly thought there was an opportunity to perhaps move it a little bit earlier and um, especially not only that we've had a, um, a calendar change of when this race is or when this series is normally held it's normally held in May and then the the final night always coincided with sort of almost the start of the winter carnival it used the final night used to be on the flashing red night so um, you know there was a, a little bit of a difference in the in the calendar too so yeah, we've got to try things, we've got to move it, but perhaps there's all feedback that we can take on and, and get it right. No doubt, no doubt. A couple of other ones that I wanted to pose to you this morning. Uh, so the Inter-Dominion series has been a run and one for both paces and trotters. I want to go back to that question I raised with you a few weeks ago. Australian Harness Horse of the Year. Any thoughts? Yeah, well... Well, now that King of Swing's been uh, crowned the Grand Circuit champion, it, it almost brings him back back into contention, doesn't it? And I think the the fact there that it almost seems like he's been gone nearly the entire year because all of his performances were early on in the season. So um, a little bit of case of out of sight, out of mind, perhaps. But now that he's been crowned that Grand Circuit King, I think we, we bring it back to probably... Uh, 
um, a three-way challenge between King of Swing, you could probably throw in Ladies in Red and then Leap to Fame, but um, probably more so Leap to Fame versus King of Swing. Who comes out on top? Does a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, what holds more clout, Grand Circuit champion or, or three derbies, which is very rarely, you know, we've seen how rare it is to to be able to do that. So I guess you, you weigh up what's worth more. Yeah, they've both got some unique stats. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Leap to fame becoming the first three-year-old since Captain Joy back in 2009 to do the clean sweep of the East Coast Derby Classics. But here's one for the King of Swing fans. As you said, he got crowned Grand Circuit champion following the Inter-Dominion there on Saturday night. Uh, I think uh, Spirit of St. Louis needed to run top three, didn't play out. So that granted King of Swing, Grand Circuit glory for the third straight year. Only two other horses have been crowned Grand Circuit champion three years in a row. Do you want to have a stab? Oh, geez. I don't, I don't think I'd even go close with this one. One um, of Vic Frost's horse? Pa- I was going to say, perhaps West- Westburn Grant? Yep, there's one. Yep, there's one. And the other Superstar one... Superstar doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves. That's Westburn uh, Grant, that is. Yeah. The um, other one we're going back a while. 80s? Uh, yep. Hancock's? No. Village Kid? No. One of the night horses? No. Last chance here, Darren. No. Oh, He's one of the all-time yeah. greats. i got nothing. Going nowhere. Gamalite? Gamalite. There you go. Gamalite. I think I could add 10 guesses and miss that. Gone three straight years in a row being crowned Grand Circuit Champion. Probably doesn't get the, 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 the credit it deserves now being Grand Circuit Champion, but uh, still it's a, a mighty effort and I'm sure the connections of King of Swing would be uh, thrilled to take home that title again. So so there you go. So it'll be very interesting uh, when, when the voting uh, you know goes out and uh, who they come up with. Will it be King of Swing? Will it be Leap to Fame? Will it be someone else? Will it be Ladies in Red? Who knows? But it's going to be uh, quite interesting. Long-range forecast from you as well, Darren. Following the end of Dominion in Melbourne last year, Albion Park, Racing Queensland, now on the clock. Do you think a New Zealand or Perth horse, whether it be a pacer or a trotter, uh, will be represented at uh, ID23? I think we'll be much better placed to get some Kiwi interests uh, over. I think the Perth one, just with the way the calendar sets up and what they actually need to do to get here, I think it'd be easier for a New Zealander to get across. The, and and Perth, they still have their, um, you know, their meetings coming up. Um, if the four-year-old races are, are held at the same time, you've got, you know, the Golden Nugget at this this time of year, the same time into those features that'll be in early in the new year. So it'll be much harder to attract any of the the Perth ones, I would suspect. But yeah, definitely the Kiwis, and I think just the the ease of coming across and perhaps more the uh you know the the social aspect of it you know we saw a, a number of kiwis across even though um we didn't see any horses here in the winter and and the good time that they had spearheaded by none other than greg o'connor so i'm sure if we can get him drumming some interest up in the background we'll be able to get a few more horses across mm, we were talking yesterday darren about those big races in november chris worth a heap what'd you say that free for all's worth 
750. Mm. Yeah, Here's so a question for you both. I want to ask this question to both of you. If if the Inter Dominion was to move uh, time slot, so move away from its current time slot, late November, early December, and go back to a more uh, traditional time slot, April, May, like Tim Butt was outlining yesterday, would we need to skip a year and reset it completely, or do you just keep it going so we have a series that wraps up in, say, now, and then we have a series in, in, in May next year with... Would that be better, or do you need to skip a year for a complete reset? Oh, me personally, Chris, my take on that, if you if that's the path to take, I'd skip a year. I know we're just starting to build some momentum off it, but I think it's, an, it's only an extra four months, um, so it becomes a 16-month rotation, and really work on getting that rotation system back into play where, you know, it really is... Uh, the inter-dominion of old, so to speak, where we get a venue, we know where it is next year, and it's the same same dates, same format. We've had so many changes over the years. I think that's where... I think there's been too much tinkering, and that's where it's lost a little bit of relevance, whereas if we know the format, we know where it is, and it's the same, the only thing that changes is the venue, then I think that's the way to, to attack it. I was saying yesterday, Darren, wouldn't it be great if the last meeting at Albion Park... We had the Inter-Dominion final. Well, wouldn't that be a... Well, it's, that it's be a possible, so Chris, it's, isn't it? Yes. Well, maybe. Mm, so maybe near. not. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah, 2026, so... Anyway. But wouldn't it be a great way to start the new era of harness racing in Queensland at a new venue, Steve? That's the counter. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see not, a big not race. as confident on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'd just like to see a big race at Albion Park on the last night. I'm sure they'll put oh, I'm one sure on. We will, mm. yeah, for sure. Call it the Legend sure. of the Creek or something. I don't know what you call it. Swans, the King the, of the Creek. Yeah, we'll call the last race mm. the Swan Song or something. You know, have a big call it the Swan Song something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, I remember the the last race at um, Harold Park. The Harold Park. It was, I think, about 15 or 16 horses in it. It was over about 3,000 meters. Stand start. Uh, Stand starter, oh, it, and it was a really good race. One, one, none other by Carlu Mick. Yeah, yeah, I was there that night. I remember it. I remember it well. Then they you just stormed the home. racetrack and took everything. They did running around. Take some running around with you. Yeah, pot plants, everything they could get their hands on. So. I'm going to take some of those uh, horses that broke two minutes that were on the wall in Daming uh, Braidler's office years ago. Where are they? Were they yeah, in I'm boxes not even somewhere? Sure where they are now? <laughs> Be in boxes somewhere. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I'll take a couple of those. Uh, very interesting, very interesting. All right, appreciate the time, Darren, and we look forward to the chat again on Friday morning. We'll do all the form. We've got the Christmas Cups coming through on Saturday night, so the Pacers, the uh, the Trotters, and that Members' Cup looks a really good race. I'll let them talk about it there on Friday morning. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you.